This is Weon, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. So as we wrap the year, and before you open the champagne, how about reading some tea leaves? Let's talk about the themes that will shape the year ahead. What will 2022 be all about? Will the pandemic end? Will China be made to pay finally? Will you be able to travel? Take up that new course that you've always wanted? We hope the answer to all of these questions is yes, but we don't know for sure. Here is what we think the broad trends will look like. Number one, middle powers will shape geopolitics. They will rise. As the US loses face and China loses friends, middle powers like India, France, Brazil, Germany and the UK will influence world affairs. Look at what's happened in the last couple of years. Starting with China, all the king's checkbooks and all the king's wolf warriors could not put Humpty Dumpty together again. China's standing in the world today is at its lowest. The Wuhan virus did not help. The bullying made it worse. From America to Japan to Australia to Japan to Canada, in fact, China has picked up fights with almost every country. It continues to bury partners under debt. It alienated friends, blacklisted a top Sri Lankan bank, pushed Russia on its turf in Central Asia, continued its expansionist policies and refused to resolve the border standoff with India. China's only friends now are North Korea and Pakistan. As for the United States, its superpowerdom suffered under Donald Trump. Joe Biden's Afghanistan exit left it in shreds. The Black Lives Matter protest in 2020, the storming of the U.S. Capitol Hill in 2021, America's humiliating retreat from Afghanistan, its confused policy in West Asia, its inability to deal with Russia or Iran for that matter, all of it has dented its image. So allies are wary. There is a power vacuum and no force for constructive change. And that's where the middle powers come in. With their growing economies and rising geopolitical stature, these countries will establish a multipolar order with alliances to suit their national interest and not beholden to superpowers that can ditch them. Theme number two, mind over body, increased focus on mental health and mind sight, which is the ability to analyze your internal emotional world and restore order there. A lot of us confuse health with physical well-being. We exercise, we eat healthy, we drink water, we sleep on time, and yet we don't feel great sometimes. And that's because we're not focusing on mental health. The pandemic made us acknowledge how important it is. The year ahead will push it in the mainstream. Your thoughts are your mental link to your environment. They allow you to assess your situation. They allow you to make choices in life. If your thoughts are positive, your body will be healthy, and studies have proven this. Those who suffer from mental health issues have a higher chance of health complications, chronic diseases, obesity, or a weakened immune system. 2022 will be a year to focus on this mind-body connection. If you're stressed, your body reacts as if it's under attack. It releases hormones that increase blood pressure. If you're happy and optimistic, it releases chemicals that boost your healing power. We've studied all of this in school. This year, there's a higher chance we'll apply it in our adult lives, or so we hope. Trend number three, the great reshuffle. Rethinking careers, rethinking priorities, rethinking workplaces and relationships. Our world has changed dramatically. Our job is now a part of our life and not our life. 
Is it worth the stress? More and more people are asking this question and making new beginnings. This trend will continue in 2022. Earlier this year, we told you about the great resignation. A record 4.3 million Americans resigned in the month of August alone. A Microsoft survey suggests that 41% of the global workforce is considering quitting their jobs. 46% are planning a major career transition. What does this mean for employers? Talent will rule the roost. Talent, re talent retention will be the biggest challenge going forward. A LinkedIn survey has thrown up some interesting points on what triggered this reshuffle. The virus, of course, tops the list. It made us look at work differently. We want flexibility. We want hybrid working. Location-neutral teams are a thing. They will be the trend going forward. The second factor behind this reshuffle is the shifting work dynamic. The world is focusing on economic recovery, so companies want the best and the brightest. The demand for talent has shot up. Employers are vying for good resources and not vice versa. Not all skills come from work experience. Companies are looking for broader talent pools. They're focusing on skills over degrees. The third reason is simply the, the yearning for a fresh start. The pandemic pool breaks on all our plans. So after two years of this forced and painful emergency mode, a lot of people have decided to work on themselves and for themselves. This disruption is here to stay. So if you're an employer, embrace it. Innovate, adapt, and you'll come out on top. The next theme is sports washing. What's that? It's simply using sport as a political tool. In 2021, a lot of governments used prestigious sporting events to boost their reputation or to simply airbrush human rights abuses. And that's a problematic trend. It will continue in the coming year. In February, the Beijing Winter Olympics will begin, the Genocide Games. Despite China's abysmal human rights record and the genocide of Uyghur Muslims in Xinjiang, despite the forced disappearances of athletes like Peng Shuai, China will host these games. Then we have Qatar. This year, Formula One made its debut in Qatar. In 2022, they will hold the FIFA World Cup. Notwithstanding allegations of censorship and oppression of women in this country. Saudi Arabia too is using high-profile sporting events in a bid to rebrand itself. According to one report, Riyadh has spent $1.5 billion on sports washing. It's hosting golf tournaments, acquiring football clubs and hiring some of the best athletes as brand ambassadors. Yes, the country is making progress on several fronts, but its deep pockets are washing out the challenges that remain. Now, here's the thing. A sporting event cannot be a tool for states to hide their oppression. Sport is all about a fair and equal contest. Sports washing undermines that spirit. Unfortunately, it will continue in the year ahead. What about the economy? We are entering another seesaw year. The pandemic has spelled doom for the global economy. Lockdowns have infected growth. Variants are boosting uncertainty. As we enter 2022, this uncertainty shall persist. We are starting the year with an Omicron surge. It will hurt business. It will impact growth and recovery. But the virus and its variants are only one challenge for businesses. Supply chain disruptions are also hurting them. They stalled much of the global recovery last year. Shipping snarls left companies scampering for raw material. There were empty shelves at supermarkets. Chip shortage hit the auto sector. These supply bottlenecks will continue to hamper growth in 2022. Then we have inflation. 
It's not getting better anytime soon. Supply shortage along with sudden demand has pushed global inflation to multi-year highs. In the United States, core inflation has soared to a 29-year high. And this has spooked investors. They fear that central banks will be forced to prematurely raise interest rates to tame soaring prices. It's a bit of a vicious cycle, you could say. And finally, we have China. It may export a financial pandemic now. China is suffering an economic slowdown, like a lot of other countries, only its impact is bigger. The world's second largest economy is cracking down on almost everything from Alibaba and Tencent to Evergrande and Kaisa. Beijing's crackdown is adding to investor worries. As Xi Jinping ramps up his rhetoric and China's economy slows, the repercussions are going to be global. Theme number six. Survival of the sustainable, with due apologies to Charles Darwin, the fittest is not enough anymore. Climate change is here and sustainable solutions are the only way to deal with it. The world has been talking about this for a while now. It will be forced to walk the talk in the coming year. The COP26 summit in Glasgow failed. Surveys say starting 2022, global emissions will be back to pre-pandemic levels. The world is expected to emit 420 billion tons of carbon dioxide. 420 billion. While major economies refuse to keep their end of the bargain, smaller countries are showing the way. Chile, for instance, just rewrote its constitution to take on climate change. The electric vehicle train is accelerating. The global EV market is projected to grow by more than 26% in the coming year. India alone plans to invest $15 billion in the EV market. Oil-dependent economies are working on diversification. They're investing money in renewable sources of energy like Saudi Arabia. It is planning a pivot away from oil. It plans to generate 50% of its energy from renewables by 2030. In fact, the United Nations has proclaimed this year, 2022, as the year of basic sciences for sustainable development. It says 2022 will mobilize world leaders to put more effort into sustainable development. Here's hoping that happens. And finally, the question that we've all been asking for two years, when will this end? Will 2022 be the year of the end of the pandemic? After two years of devastation, things were finally starting to look better. Then came Omicron and clouded our hopes. Every day brings new figures, new cases and newer worries. We're back to familiar territory, back to keeping a check on updated curbs and guidelines, travel restrictions. But there's still hope. The World Health Organization says this virus may not disappear, but the acute phase of the pandemic might just. Meaning, the worst may be behind us. We may not be able to eradicate the virus, but we may see it move out of the pandemic phase and turn into an endemic. The global health body has also added that this will only happen if every country ends up vaccinating at least 70% of its total population. So what we need to do as we enter 2022 is to ensure an equitable access of vaccines for all. At the same time, we cannot afford to let our guard down. We still need to take precautions, monitor our symptoms, adopt healthier habits, keep the mask on, and not lose hope. That's the most important.